0: hello and welcome to the point and laugh podcast with your hosts skylar and kaylin look at that. that felt fresh that did that felt very funky and fresh yeah, my
1: my sweaty palms created like a splash when our palms hit
0: it's kind of hot out today or not hot but it's like it's sunny in california anyway i felt <laughs> that felt mean i'm sorry <laughs> no, no, but I got in my car. I went I went grocery shopping um, this morning and I got in my car and it was so warm and I had like a big jacket on because it's the end of November and I thought it was mm-hmm. gonna be like chilly and it was like a little chilly, but because it was so sunny, my car was like actually a sauna and it was kinda bad.
1: Earlier this morning my sister FaceTimed me. Lovely, and she again has said what she has said um every day since we've spoken which is i cannot wait until you come home for christmas so i can see you shivering and sad if you think that 60 degrees is chilly i've become
0: the californication has been complete yeah i've okay but the thing is like i've been that way (laughs) like i've literally been that way since birth i'm a lizard when i i so For those who don't know, because I don't know why you would know this, um, a fun fact about me (laughs) is I grew up in the Midwest, um, and I hated my life. I remember, i that's kind of, like, there are good things, there are good things, but, like, the winters were so brutal, and the summers were so humid, and I, like, actually wanted to be literally anywhere else. Um, So I knew from a very young age that I was going to move out to California, specifically LA, because I always wanted to work in the film industry, blah, blah, blah. Anyway um yeah since being (laughs) since being (laughs) sorry my friend i texted um speaking of speaking of the midwest last night i like randomly texted like my best friend from high school and i was like hey girl queen pussy boss Mm -hmm. and that was all that i said we i don't think we've spoken in like months it's like one of those friendships where it's like you like rarely talk to each other but when you do it's like you know like it's mutual you know um and she just what did she just text me? She texted me. Ooh, elusive. Where is it? She texted, you? "Hey stupid dumb dumb hoe bitch." <laughs> Good.
1: Yeah. You know, I think actually it might be kind of all I don't know. Mm, I don't know if it's obvious that you'd come from the Midwest. Honestly, I feel like you're officially a Cali girl. Really? I
0: That's the thing is, I feel like I've I've like been a Cali girl. That. a cali girl i've been like a socal girl the um, valley no but i've i've i feel like i give off like west coast vibes more than midwest simply because oh again oh my god back to <laughs> what i was saying geez um no I, I was just saying like literally like since birth i have been complaining about the cold and i remember mm-hmm. like being like seven years old and being like i can't wait until i move out to california and i won't <laughs> deal with the cold because it sucks <laughs> it's bad i hate it i hate it with my entire being and it's like is a white christmas nice yes um but no one talks about a slush christmas which is what tends to happen most years and it is disgusting horrible like i'm just not a cold weather person like it turns me into a different person and it's like it's it's not good
1: no one actually um my new co-worker she was like You're from the Midwest? I really thought you were born here. And I'm like, you've lied straight to my face. I do not give off California vibes. I feel like I'm too, like, industrially built. (laughs) I'm built for an Irish winter, a.k.a. a Midwestern fall. I'm built for a casserole diet Mm -hmm. and mittens. (laughs) <laughs> my hands are know. in the shape of mittens
0: already. I don't know if you can relate to this cuz you're you're also from the Midwest. Um but my so my roommate is from the south and I remember I kind of like opened up to her w- one day and I I um I don't know for whatever reason I feel like I hold a lot of like shame from being from the Midwest. I do you relate to that at all? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad I'm not just yeah. like crazy. Um, no, but I, I don't know. I feel it. Like I like don't really love. I'm 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 fine about it now. But I remember when um one year. Oh my god. I I was a. It was the summer going into my freshman year, and I got to go to this um, like three week long like film camp in Michigan. Um, and Michigan is still the Midwest, but Michigan's at least, like, I don't know, I was from Iowa. It was the cool, cooler, older sister of the Midwest is, yes. is Michigan. Yeah, Michigan is, like, it's, yeah, it, it, it What is. do you think
1: Kansas is?
0: Hmm? No, go on.
1: What, yeah. what is Kansas's identity as the Midwest cultural?
0: I feel like, actually, so I, on, um, when, when I had to like, drive out here, mm-hmm. um, I drove through Kansas, and I think that might have been the first time I had ever driven through Kansas, and I did not realize... Ha- that it was like in the plains, mm-hmm. like I I did this whole so- thing. Yeah, I had never been. I had never been, so I was like, oh, it's actually like kind of pretty. And weren't you missing out? Oh, that's yeah. so loud. Sorry.
1: Um, no, and I've and I've said this often, but I think because um, I have now been to all fifty states, which is really cool. <gasps> that yeah. is super cool. My parents made it a goal of of ours to to road trip or visit or vacation in all fifty states. So I've been. And the only good thing about living in Kansas is that I was always happy and surprised. Like, I never took anything for granted. Yeah. Like, if we go to the Grand Canyon, I'd be, like, just as shocked as if I, like, had gone to the beach, mm-hmm. a forest, a mountain range, a plain, a valley, a desert, um, elevation, low elevation, mm-hmm. any sort of physical landmark at all, a palm tree. I was, like, <gasps> yeah, like, I... It was all new because I'm used to the absence of everything. And sometimes a tornado would come and make that even less and even further level the playing field. Like that's why Kansas and Oklahoma are so tornado heavy is because there's nothing stopping the There's nothing stopping Mm. the NATO.
0: Well, I always felt like I always felt like there was such like a stigma that and honestly, I'm like, maybe I'm making this up, but I really don't think I am. Um, But there was always a certain stigma whenever people would be like, oh, my God, where are you from? And I'd be like, oh, I'm from Iowa. And then, like, it's not Ohio. There were never any follow-up questions because no one knows anything about Iowa. Um, yeah. Do people you know would... anything about Iowa? Oh, I know many fun facts about Iowa. Ashton Kutcher's from Iowa. That's like the one cool thing that we have. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. But I always just felt like shame whenever I like met people, even like in college. Like um, we like we still went to school in the Midwest, but it was like in Chicago, um, and there were like a decent amount of out-of-state people. Um, But a lot of people were from the Midwest as well. Most of them were from Michigan. You couldn't throw a rock without hitting someone being like, I'm from Michigan. Yeah, it was like Michigan. My freshman roommate was from Wisconsin. A lot, a lot of people were from like the Chicago suburbs. Mm -hmm. ton of people from the Chicago suburbs. Um, But anyway, anyway, yeah. So I always just like, I never liked telling people where I was from because I'm like, no, I swear I'm cool. Like, please don't judge me. And then I was telling, I, I was talking to my roommate about that, and she was like, Oh, I don't think that. Like, I never, like, I don't really think anything of Iowa. And I'm like, That's the problem.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And just in general, too, I feel like ha- like going to school in Chicago and then living in LA, I always feel kind of embarrassed that I moved here and haven't, like, been a really cool LA local my whole life because then I feel like people are like, Ugh, newcomers yeah. with their intolerance of spicy foods and their gentrified nail salons
0: and i'm like oh damn
1: (sighs) what are we talking about today
0: yeah so anyway we (laughs) um today we are talking about something very topical at the moment Mm -hmm. um and we're gonna be talking about ticketmaster and just kind of like concert culture in general
1: ticketmaster it feels like a slur at this point saying the word ticketmaster derogatory
0: yeah no, no, like actually, um, and it I did not realize until, like, cause I, I knew that like Ticketmaster had like been in some shit before, um, but I didn't realize until I like actually started researching it, um, just how much shit they have been in.
1: Buckle up. I know already there's like such a dislike of Ticketmaster right now, just because of the way that they bungled the Taylor Swift, the Eras tour. But um, if you thought that you were upset about that, uh, you're going to have even more ammo.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm actually not going to talk very much about, like, the Taylor Swift situation um, yeah. just because I feel like there's enough discourse going um, around about that. But I am going to be going into the history of Ticketmaster and a lot of their past controversies and, like, I literally, so I was like doing all this research last night, by the way, all of my um, information is, so I did get all of it from Wikipedia, however, I did also go to like the articles that were cited and like read them, so um, yeah, uh, if you have any teachers that are like, Wikipedia isn't a source, it is a wonderful place to get sources from, yeah, um, and that is what I will say on that, anyway, it's a, it's a source basket, it is, it is, um, so are, are you ready. I don't think I am, but for this but, journey. But doggone it, I want to start anyway. Okay. So um I'm just gonna go like a little bit into the history of Ticketmaster. Um so they were founded in nineteen seventy six mm. um in Phoenix, Arizona, um, by college staffers Albert Leffler, Peter Gadwa, Godwa, um, and businessman, Gordon Gunn the third. Not the third. Any bitch with a the third you just know has like
1: like Buck teeth and no riz. No riz. (laughs) (laughs) George Snarberg chin.
0: from levels of inbreeding yeah no like it's i yeah it's bad Um, bad i did look i did look them up i didn't write this down so this could be incorrect information but um only one of them still works for ticketmaster and i actually let me just do a quick google because i don't want to be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's albert so not um the third no one of them is like retired and the other one like went to some other company and i'm like okay
1: one of them lives in an uh, offshore bank account
0: yes yeah albert leffler is um still with Ticketmaster. he's the vice president since 76 that's incredible yeah. oh yeah he's an old fuck he's <laughs> like let's just pull up his linkedin real quick ah! yeah <laughs> sorry i should have warned you he looks like
1: if santa ate an elf he has like stark white hair his hairline is like almost a weird like platypus bill And where, like, it goes in and then it creates, like, a perfect little sphere on his forehead.
0: It's very white. um, And he also has, like, leathery, like, tanned skin. Leathery
1: red skin. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, let's put that away. (laughs) Now that
1: we're done roasting an elderly person.
0: (laughs) It's okay. I didn't do much research on him, but he seems like not a great person. So that's fine. (laughs) We got off the hook. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, between like 1976, a bunch of boring stuff happens: acquisitions, mergers, other businessy things that mm-hmm. I'm not really gonna go into. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go on Wikipedia if you're curious. So <laughs> really learn. In September 2006, um, the Ticketmaster president Sean Mor- Moriarty. Uh, wow, I really should have looked up like how to pronounce these before.
1: Moriarty's um, good. I know my Sherlock knowledge. Moriarty's how you pronounce it. Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: Cool. Um, told Ticketmaster that, um, or sorry, not take. oh my God, start that sentence again. Sure. Um, (laughs) So in September 2006, um, Ticketmaster President Sean Moriarty. 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 um, (laughs) Told NPR that Ticketmaster had been lobbying several states to enact laws that would limit the ticket resale market to authorized companies Um, and they were basically doing this under the guise of like protecting consumers from scalpers and counterfeit tickets and like if ticket resellers are only through like these authorized companies then it's like better for the consumer and it's better for the purchaser i mean that kind of makes sense like isn't that what we're like dealing with right now the fact that
1: like resellers can get away with how much money they want so i guess there might be a nugget of truth in that
0: kind of but the opposite so oh. so basically what you're saying so they were they were trying to say like keep it away from scalpers and through using these like ticket reseller um platforms or whatever um many people even during that time which this is something that obviously like we're dealing with right now um many people feared that it would create a monopoly yeah which would then drive up Ticket prices. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. Which is very interesting because that's like exactly what's happening. <laughs> Incredible clairvoyance. <laughs> so crazy. Um. So that was in 2006. So then, in 2008, Ticketmaster acquired um one two three four four different companies. Oh. Just in 2008. Oh. Mm. Um. So they're monopolizing. <laughs> um. So they acquired um. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to... Pa- Pacolian? Pacolian? pasiolian Passiolian. Yeah, I don't know. Pac- I, Pacolian sounds better. Um, <laughs> Pacolian Incorporated, which um, they had developed, like, ticketing system applications, um, GetMine.com, a UK-based secondary ticket market marketplace, TicketsNow, which was a US ticket reseller, and Frontline Management.
1: Oh, wait. That sounds familiar.
0: It might sound familiar because they were a management company that repped um, Aerosmith, Christina Aguilera, mm. Jimmy Buffett. Not Jimmy Buffett. Yes, Jimmy Buffet—not um, Margarita man himself. <laughs> and um, they renamed Frontline Management Ticketmaster Entertainment. So they are basically grabbing the companies that they can from every single area of like Ticket concerts, whatever. They have management, ticket system applications, mm-hmm. other ticket marketplace, Like, it, they are just totally monopolizing. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and then? In 2010. Okay. Doomsday comes. Ooh! This is so fun. I'm, this is exciting. And Ticketmaster and Live Nation merge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is what we've been
0: waiting for. I feel like most people are, are pretty... N- Maybe don't know the specifics of the merge, but, like, at least know that, like, Live Nation uh, and Ticketmaster are, like, essentially one in the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the because of, like, uh, antitrust laws and, like, monopolizing and such, this merge had to be cleared by, like, the U.S. Um, Justice Department. Oh. Um, and it was only cleared under the condition that Ticketmaster sells... Um, P- Pakiolan, whatever, um, <laughs> to another firm and that they licensed their software to AEG, which is like Ticketmaster's biggest competitor. OK. So the um, DOJ was like trying to break them up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They were okay. trying to make it at least even. They're like, OK, if you're going to merge with Live Nation, who is like obviously this huge like concert uh, company. Yeah. Live Nation did like um, like of a charity events, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right um and so so they were like trying to make it even but this was a mistake (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there was also a get ready to screech (laughs) a consent decree where provisions were put in place um to prevent live nation entertainment which is like what they got renamed Mm -hmm. um from interfering with venues partnering with competing ticketing services so they basically put it was a 10-year decree so it was um set to expire so this happened in 2010 so it's set to expire in 2020 um and basically this decree, decree. It, it was literally it was literally <laughs> just like hey um so if a certain venue wants to use a different ticketing platform um you can't threaten them uh-oh um uh uh-huh. hmm and yet, um, e. and yet, <laughs> Ticketmaster could not do that. <laughs> so they signed this decree. Blah blah blah. So then, in 2020, when the decree was supposed to be um, no. expired or whatever, um, the DOJ detailed six instances where the company threatened venues to ensure that they used Ticketmaster for their ticketing sales.
1: So hold on, they just sat on this six times and was just like, wait until 2020, we can get your ass. We're gonna be well aware of the times that you did threaten venues that didn't use you over other competitors. We're we're aware of it, but we can't do anything about it until 2020.
0: I don't know. I That, I actually, I don't know the specifics, so I'm not really going to mm. go into it. I don't know when they acquired this information. I don't know if there was a certain reason. I don't know if, like, they were waiting until 2020 or if it just didn't come out until 2020. And that's, yeah. like, kind of when, like, the lawsuit happened. Um, I'm not entirely sure of all of those facts. But, um, yeah, so they did catch them on six instances of threatening... <laughs> which is just so ridiculous. 6 is such
1: a large number.
0: Mhm. Yeah, too many, too many. Um and Live Nation was literally like No, we didn't.
1: Oh my god, Live Nation gaslight. <laughs> I love it. I love and, that for her. And
0: the DOJ was like, um, so we have records of you doing this. Anyway, so um the case didn't really go anywhere. They reached a settlement. Um and basically the settlement um so they had to they had to pay 3 million dollars. Um Which seems like petty change, but I'll allow it. Yes, so for reference in 2020, Ticketmaster made 1.9 billion dollars in revenue. See now, mm. so 3 million doesn't really seem like a lot.
1: Imagine um you catch me doing something that I promised not to do and as set us as payment i give you two nickels
0: uh literally um and then under the settlement they were also like um we're going to extend this decree until 2025 um so i'm a i'm honestly a little confused because i'm like okay so the after, settlement didn't work the first time i'm like after 2025 can they then threaten companies <laughs> like no. no let me just read let me just read this real quick because okay. this is actually like insane. Um so this is a quote from um one of the the articles that I read. Um as part of the settlement, the Live Nation's ban on threatening to retaliate against venues has been tightened. And Ticketmaster sales representatives are not allowed to discuss content bundle deals with venues or detail how Ticketmaster facilities get preference for shows. Um so I, I'm I'm still just, like, a little confused on um, why they have to be banned for threatening to retaliate against venues and why it's under, like, a time constraint.
1: Yeah, that's how you know that maybe Ticketmaster just has, like, the best lawyers in the world. That's yeah. just like, fine, but only for, like, five more years. And then what? My main issue is if you already had them sign a settlement that you were aware that they were breaking over f- like a five times, mm-hmm. why make them sign it again if you know they just don't give a shit? They oh, broke it knows? the first time. That's what. That, my, so that's saying that maybe that's the only line of defense that they have mm-hmm. is like nothing. But but it looks like they signed a contract that'll have legal consequences when in actuality they probably won't be able to punish yeah. them.
0: So basically, um, so. Take master denies any wrongdoing, of course. Obviously. Um, and they essentially claimed that, like, the original decree wasn't clear enough. Um,
1: do you not have lawyers? No. <laughs> like, they were literally, like,
0: oopsies. Like, it wasn't I'm it a wasn't little clarified. baby. I it can't read
1: clarified. that.
0: Yeah, so then under, so in the, like, um, settlement negotiations, um, they did, <laughs> they did, um, Get certain things clarified is what what was um, said in these articles, which is just so I, I don't know what that's like so hilarious to me. Um OK, moving on, I'm um, jumping back a little bit. In 2015, Ticketmaster acquired Frontgate Tickets, which is a music festival ticketing service, um, and they do Lollapalooza and Coachella. Oh, you know, just very mid events not super big um so again monopolizing like the entire concert industry is like what live nation is doing um and universe which is a diy ticketing platform um and when i read that i was like what the fuck is a diy ticketing platform like what does that mean okay pinterest um and it's basically like a site that anyone can kind of go to and like create and sell tickets for like an event. Mm. Um, So, yeah, just to just to clarify. Um, And then in 2017, they got upgraded, um, which is a um, company that converts physical tickets into digital tickets. So they are just acquiring, merging, monopolizing. Mm -hmm. um, And that's kind of how they got to where they are today. Um, So jumping back to the beginning. The beginning. Um, Ticketmaster has been in a few controversies. They've Uh, been in um they've been collecting many. They've been in
1: Well, when you're an entire monopolized market, the only way anyone will have controversies it'll come back to you. There's Mm -hmm. no competitor. There's no competiting controversies, it's all gonna be leading back to you.
0: Yeah. Um, so did you kind of hear or do you know anything about like the Pearl Jam Ticketmaster controversy in the '90s. Not even
1: a bit. I do okay. know that Pearl Jam had a slightly sordid history because my mom liked to put on like the MTV Behind the Band on TV sometimes. So I know that Pearl Jam um, has always been in some legal hot water, yeah. but I don't actually know the specifics about uh, Live Nation.
0: Okay, so um, honestly, Pearl Jam was like kind of slaying because <laughs> <laughs> because
1: was as a Pearl Jamite myself. <laughs>
0: Basically, um, what happened. So in 1994, um, Pearl Jam filed a complaint with the DOJ um, where they claimed that Ticketmaster had used its influence to keep promoters from booking the band's low cost summer tour. So in 1994, they were trying to put a tour together um, and they were making it like a priority to keep the ticket prices low. And they literally, like their manager came out and was like, this is a priority to them because they understand that like a lot of their audience are you know is not in like a good financial situation yeah they're grunge them, yeah like and, and they want them to be able to afford tickets they want them to be able to see them like they were going on tour to kind of like i mean yes to make money to a certain extent but like to you know like say thank you to their fans and and they wanted it to be as accessible as possible so they were trying to charge eighteen dollars per ticket and no, even in
1: 94 that's impressive yeah
0: and no more than a dollar eighty service fee um, and for reference, during that time, Ticketmaster usually charged a 5 to $8 service fee. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> for what? Yeah. Um, so Ticketmaster has these deals with, like, some of the major concert venues where um, they can only use, like, Ticketmaster exclusively to, like, distribute tickets. Mm-hmm. So because Pearl Jam was kind of, like not wanting to work with Ticketmaster because they were trying to, like, scam their fans. Mm -hmm. Um, They were really not left with like a ton of venues to perform at.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw a couple tweets about that where a lot of people were complaining about if you wanted to avoid Ticketmaster, there's not a lot of venues that could even house a lot of people. So yeah. the bigger of the star you are, the more that you kind of need to use Ticketmaster. You because have to. Ticketmaster has affiliated itself with stadiums with large venues. Unless you want to go like, like the super like Mon Pa like bars, but mm-hmm. you can't do that if you're like at Pearl Jam in the nineties, yeah. At the peak of their of their fame. You can't do that if you're like Oasis, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift. You have to do a stadium tour unless you want to be able to sell like what, fourteen tickets to a sold out mm-hmm. mini show.
0: So it, it like forces them to use Ticketmaster. So Pearl Jam then alleged that um Ticketmaster had persuaded promoters to boycott their tour. Oh where basically Pearl Jam was like, hey, like, we're trying to put on a tour, you know, can we use your venue, whatever. And um, the promoters were silent. <laughs> they were like left on red. Um, so the case ended up being dropped um, due to like a shortage of, of resources is what I could find. Um, so there was really like no resolution, unfortunately. Um, so but that was kind of like the first major controversy that Ticketmaster had had gotten into. Um, and of course, Ticketmaster was like, we didn't do anything wrong.
1: I'm going to sense a pattern because here's the thing. Like, I don't know a ton about Pearl Jam. I'll I'll be honest. My, I mean my, me my dad does. Um, but I do know that they were like, they were at their strut in the 90s. They were one of they like the huge. big, they were one of the biggest bands in the world in the yeah. 90s. It was Pearl Jam. And even if, even they cannot manage to find decent like concert space outside of Ticketmaster, then you, then then we have a we have a problem, yeah. And that problem is gonna stay, yeah, up until like last week,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> uh, up until probably the future. Um. So yeah. So that was in um 1994. Um. So then in we're gonna just jump forward a lot. Um. So in June of 2018. Um, Ticketmaster notified 40,000 UK customers that it had identified a hack caused by malicious software on a third-party customer support product it had contracted. Um, so basically, there was a huge data breach of like their customers' information, um, and they were like, oopsies. <laughs> So it was like the Lime Crime all over again. Yeah, yeah, oh. it was. Yeah, yeah, forty forty thousand UK customers, um, and it uh, had affected customers who had bought tickets between February and June of 2018. Um, so they didn't like catch this for a couple of months, um, which I don't know how hard it is to catch like a data breach, but that's February. Wait, March, April, May. June. That's like five months. That's like half a year. Oh.
1: I'm surprised that number is that low, then, mm-hmm. considering how many people go through Ticketmaster.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it, it could have been the millions. I mean, the UK still has some people in it. <laughs> It's like a There's some people still
0: there. It's fine.
1: <laughs> some stragglers. Um,
0: so then in
1: the same year, in twenty eighteen. Oh, they're losing it. They had such a good run for like twenty years and now they're just like it's slipping through their fingers.
0: Yeah. There um there were allegations that Ticketmaster was not enforcing ticket limit rules on its resale platform, um, uh, which was basically allowing people to like purchase a bunch of tickets and then resell them at a higher cost, making it harder for people who like actually wanted to go to the shows and just wanted, like, two tickets. Um, And Ticketmaster denied the allegations. (laughs) Um, And um, stated that it never allows ticket scalpers to buy tickets ahead of fans. Um, How could you even... That's
1: such an... Okay, obviously it's going to be an empty, like, apology. But how could you even tell if they're fans or scalpers or not? Their credit card information looks the same. Yeah.
0: Um, and then one month later, a group of customers filed a class action lawsuit against Ticketmaster. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Then in July 2019, um, a billboard reported, um, that Live Nation had been secretly bypassing placing tickets for sale on the primary market and instead placing them directly on resale sites. (gasps) So Ticketmaster were the one they were like basically reselling like they are the scalpers oh the call
1: was coming from inside the house literally oh no
0: um so yeah um and uh the billboard article said uh like it it didn't give fans a chance to buy them through normal channels at face value and was basically forcing them to purchase tickets at a higher price than what the artist had like negotiated for um, so the company acknowledged this is like finally groundbreaking the first time. Yeah, because I think they were caught. Yeah, there's not, um, there's not much
1: you can deny out of your own. No. Red handed.
0: So they acknowledged uh, it had facilitated the quiet transfer of concert tickets directly into the hands of resellers throughout the years. <gasps> though only at the request of the artists involved.
1: Yeah, so I need you to look me dead in the eyes and tell me what artist you think would prefer. Actually, I take that back.
0: (laughs) You're like, wait a minute.
1: As much as we would all like to say that no artist in their right mind would ever prefer um, thousands more dollars to real fans attending their shows. Actually, I can name a couple. They can't all be in it for the the artistry. Some people have to be in it for the money. But that is also just like a weird throw the artist under the bus when you get caught doing something. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, well, yeah, we did go through certain channels to purposefully make tickets way more expensive, but only when the artist explicitly asked us to.
0: Yeah. They were basically, they were like, what are we supposed to do? Tell them no?
1: We're Ticketmaster. Yeah.
0: Where else are they going to go? So literally the entire, so it's like the one time that they do acknowledge wrongdoing, they're like, but it's not our fault. (laughs) <laughs> They're like, we were only doing it. We're just, we're just a, a business. We're just a poor little business. What are we to do? Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, literally. I'm just a little boy. Um, so then that kind of brings us to um, the whole Taylor Swift debacle that's going on right now. Um, yeah, so those are that's kind of like the controversies of Ticketmaster throughout throughout the years, <laughs> throughout the decades.
1: Good to know that this isn't a one and done thing for them.
0: No, they've um, been in it. And they are like, I, I truly don't understand like how they are i i don't know i mean i i guess it's no secret that like despite the legislation that is in place to um prevent like monopolization
1: and more legislation coming um mm -hmm. i think it was it was only really i think it was only really in tennessee that they're uh, filing a complaint but I think like AOC said on Twitter that like the monopolization of the ticket industry actively hurts both the artist and the fan yeah. and that they're currently getting looked to, into again through government um resources to help break them up even further because clearly yeah. something is not working Um, but really it was I feel like with this many controversies under their belts and this much of a sloppy business practice, it was really only a matter of time before something like this happened on a big enough scale for it to be disastrous. Apparently something very similar happened with Ticketmaster or StubHub when BTS was touring, mm-hmm. but nothing like on this scale. The demand was just so high and promises had to be made to not only fans, but also to shareholders, to stockholders that this like it was all leading up to a disaster at like a gargantuan proportion and where not only like active concert, you know, attendees would feel the pressure, but like millions of feet people will feel the pressure at the exact same time, which is exactly what happened with the Taylor Swift era's um, ticket selling process. Mm-hmm. So if you live under a rock and you want like the bare bones explanation of what happened, basically Taylor Swift has not been on tour since her reputation tour in, God, was that 2019? when did she go on tour for reputation let me google because i actually don't know the webster's dictionary defines reputation as
0: oh and i spelled it so (laughs) wrong 2018 2018
1: so she has not been on tour since 2018 in the meantime since she's last been on tour she has released five albums um so not only so she announced that she was coming back on tour having five more albums under her belt two of them were re-records but whatever albums And the demand was so gargantuously high that they opened up the presale, just the presale, for a select number of randomly chosen fans, Capital One card holders, fans that had previously tried to buy tickets for her her canceled show for COVID Loverfest. And so about 1.5 million people got the presale code to go into a queue that was bombarded by around, according to them, according to Ticketmaster. So if anything, we've learned, keep what they say with a grain of salt, up to 14 million people entering the site at the exact same time, causing it to crash, causing queues to dissolve, causing tickets to actively hike up. Currently, there is an investigation whether or not the ticket gouging of prices were Ticketmaster's fault, were Reseller's fault, were Taylor's fault. Taylor has since come out with a statement, and Ticketmaster has admitted that Taylor Swift opted out for dynamic pricing, which would say that in real time, the tickets would go up based on demand. Ticket. Taylor opted out against doing that, Mm -hmm. whether or not Ticketmaster listened to her, whether or not they just lied, whether or not they were purposefully leading fans to more expensive tickets to freak them out into buying the more expensive tickets because they were afraid that they would show the rest of them were missing, whether Ticketmaster lied and said that there were no more seats when there were to get people to buy more expensive tickets. Millions of people have a different story of what happened on their online browser and as more time goes on people are going to remember the details less and less and kind of go on with like general... What people say happened because a lot of people weren't recording their screen for, in my case, the five hours that you were in the online queue waiting to get just one ticket. But that's kind of where we're at right now. And we are at a case where there are millions and millions of fans um, either without a ticket. (laughs) Nope, just without a ticket Mm -hmm. or have a ticket, but are upset that they paid like hundreds of dollars for a nosebleed seat when in any other circumstance they would be paying half of that for a better one.
0: Yeah. It's just I don't know the, the the whole thing with the Taylor Swift situation is just so baffling. I mean, obviously for like multiple reasons, but I think the main reason is that like Ticketmaster was like due to unprecedented like
1: you sent out the codes, you maniacs. If you if you sent out 1.5 million codes, 1.5 million people are going to get on and like there's even a little bit of like weird mist around where like you weren't allowed to put in your code at the beginning of the queue, only the end of the queue. So people, so Ticketmaster said that the, the website itself were overwhelmed. But you couldn't even access your Ticketmaster account unless you were a verified fan. Mm-hmm. So now people were like, where is the 14 million people even coming from? Unless it's just bots that somehow managed to bypass their system, which as we've now established, Ticketmaster doesn't exactly have an unbreakable online cyber defense. No. And all of this wouldn't be so incredibly frustrating if Ticketmaster didn't have this overwhelming chokehold on all of the ticket industries where you either pay for what you get in the two seconds that you're allowed in the window queue. If Ticketmaster crashes, you will not go. And that should never be the case. You go on StubHub, you go on any other ticket reselling sites, thousands and thousands of dollars for seats. It's, it's, you yeah, it's just weird to have all of the ticketing industry for like touring and music all, all in one basket, where if that basket decides to glitch and fail, no one gets what they want. And uh, yeah, this is, that's how we got here. And as a result, when you have millions of people who feel stifled, um, it's like a
0: tidal wave of... Are you looking right now at what? Yeah, I'm just curious to see how much the tickets are. Two tickets, tickets for Taylor
1: Swift at stubhub.com.
0: Um, so it looks like the cheapest ticket available on StubHub is $315. Um, and the most expensive ticket is 7000
1: and that's just the one in SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. That's not the one in 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 Chicago where yeah. price gouging is even more severe. That's not the ones like in Miami. They can get huge. Even the ones that I'm going to, like I managed to snag one, just one. Uh, yeah, and I was like, okay. I have to tread really carefully because I know I come from like a pretty privileged place in this conversation, having survived the Ticketmaster purge <laughs> and actually snagged just one little ticket for myself, just me, myself in the nosebleeds of my hometown stadium, which was my third choice um, because all of SoFi's pre-codes were given out to other people.
0: Nineteen thousand dollars. So said? this is for the so the the last one I was looking at was for the Thursday show because Taylor's doing I think she's doing like three or four shows in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is for the Saturday show, which obviously probably has a higher demand than the Thursday show. Um, and at least the tickets are like actually fucking good this time. They are twenty thousand dollars each which who is paying that (laughs) Um, it doesn't like how much i make a year it does include the vip pass um and it is like right at the stage but that's still like not a good ticket okay anyway sorry i was just so curious yeah no that's totally fair but yeah, like I have a ticket. I don't want to be
1: that person that's like like makes fun of people for how they feel disappointed for not getting one. I don't like. I don't want to hold the than now, for like people reacting when like I don't have to be in their shoes. That's like not my intent here. I'm just kind of speaking as an observer with some skin in the game. Um, so like I I got one ticket. You were unable to get a ticket, right? No. Well, I did. I didn't even get a presale code. Yeah, I got it one but through the grace of God and through some sort of witchcraft. That being said, um so on Twitter and TikTok there is kind of a new resurgence of uh Taylor hate because people are mad and they're looking for someone to blame and yeah. Ticketmaster just isn't enough. It isn't quite cutting it. You know, if you have well, all this anger, you can only aim it at one person for so long and Ticketmaster is not really t- Taking it very well so you kind of have to spread it out
0: and I, I think the thing too is that people want to be angry at a face yeah they want to be angry at an identity and Ticketmaster as a company is not enough to be angry at because it's very unclear who is responsible for mm-hmm. the situation it could be multiple people it probably is multiple people um, but when you're able to put the blame on one person aka Taylor Swift it makes it much easier to point your Anger and your dissatisfaction and your hatred. Um, and I also think it makes it more personal, whereas, like, in, instead of just being like, oh, this is so unfair, this should have been handled better, blah, 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 you can make personal attacks because you know more about this person, because you have this parasocial relationship, and like all of yeah. that. And like, okay um the
1: again this is like a super unfair situation like only a small percentage of a random crop of fans got the chance to buy tickets at all that is so shitty and like so no one's denying that it's a terrible situation and you are allowed to feel as upset as you want to feel about it but you can tell this phenomenon has really brought out like the worst in some people like my tiktok for you page has been nothing but taylor since the last week when Ticketmaster's whole thing went down and i've seen so many videos that are like I cannot believe she like sold out concerts to bots and fake fans. She's going to look back on a crowd instead of seeing people singing her songs are going to see like empty seats and people like dancing TikTok dances and not giving a shit. It's just like it's not enough that they were denied. They've also just like people are so bitter that they've invented a scenario in which it's not enough that they didn't get a ticket. It's that everyone that got a ticket didn't deserve them. Mm hmm. And, like, it's Taylor Swift. Is it that hard to believe that she has, like, all these fans? Like, if Beyonce had a sold-out show in, a like, in SoFi Stadium, would you assume that, like, they were all bots only doing yeah. it to, like, do a TikTok dance to Renaissance? And or were,
0: were you? would you assume that those are all her fans? I think it's so interesting too, because I've seen arguments on both sides mm-hmm. where like there are people who are like, I've been to every single Taylor Swift concert. I love her so much. I've been a fan since the beginning. Like I deserve this. And then I've seen other people who are like, I have never been to a Taylor Swift concert and I love her and I deserve this.
1: And this might be, again, like based on how all of this has gone, a lot of people are speculating that Taylor Swift is officially too big to tour. Where it's never going to be enough, like how many shows that she'll do unless she just wants to retire her music career and like pull an Elton John or Queen and just tour the rest of her life. Then maybe, but otherwise it will never be enough. She will always have sold out stadiums forever unless she wants to tour for the next five years. Mm -hmm. She's too big to get everyone to equally have the amount, like the same shots that we want to have from her yeah and also like there's this weird it was already so bad in like every music space but just the weird like gatekeepiness of it all where even like people are like i got Taylor Swift tickets they're like oh yeah you like- name 10 songs do you know the extended version of the bonus track only available on the red exclusive target um extended edition no give me your ticket mm-hmm. you don't deserve it mm-hmm. um even just like just now i open up TikTok waiting for you because we got taco bell before um we filmed this and like the tiktok that was like right there someone's like what if she sings like this song and passes the mic to a random fan and the top comment is just like watch it be that fan that only came for shake it off it's like she gives a fan that doesn't know any of the words i volunteer to be that fan unlike the other fans that don't have the words it's like all of these comments are convinced that like all the people that got the pit don't know anything about taylor Swift. it would just drop thousands of dollars to spite them specifically
0: yeah. Well, and I, I think it is a way to, like, kind of process the situation where if, if you are able to think that, like, you are more deserving for X, Y, and Z, like, reasons, it, it makes your anger feel more justified. Yeah. Um, but that's just, I don't, that's so weird to, like, literally point your anger at people who you don't know if they exist.
1: Yeah. Like, I've seen so many people who got tickets to this that don't deserve it. It's like, what does that mean?
0: It's like, what do you know about them? Like, what what?
1: And who deserves a ticket? What does that mean? Who qualifies as a deserving of a ticket? New fans agreed, like, deserve to see her just as much as old fans do. In fact, if you've seen her every single concert, maybe you don't have to see this one. You know? It's just, yeah, it's just this weird, like, having to prove that you deserve the ticket that, I mean... I not again I don't want to make it seem like I'm bragging but I was in the queue for five hours and I jumped up and down my phone crashed I was crying as I put in my it kicked me out a couple times at the back of the queue I I earned these (laughs) they weren't just given to me on a silver platter while other people were struggling I also had to fight for them yeah and it's just like I want them too. why are you being mean again it's like it feels like the world's like most pathetic complaint but and also just in general like concert tickets aren't ever something that's guaranteed like you won't like your favorite artist doesn't owe you a ticket um oh my god and i was even scrolling through like twitter and i screenshotted this because um it floored me it was someone talking about like how Taylor could possibly remedy the situation. People are now speculating that Ticketmaster oversold um, the presale of what was supposed to be available for the presale. That Ticketmaster um, overextended the seats, and now there aren't enough for general sale, which is why the general sale was canceled. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what could Taylor possibly do? They're like, I don't think there's anything she could do personally to rectify the situation without further help. And someone said, sure she could. She could come out and say, I will be adding more dates and stops for my tour. That would be doing right by all of us who got screwed by Ticketmaster. Um, So she is a human being. She's already touring 53 to- like fifty three shows. She already extended her tour so more people could, pop- could see her and it still wasn't enough. So again, like this, like... Sure she could. She could make it up to us by touring every day for the next 10 years.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's something, too, that we um, will talk about in a later episode about parasocial relationships. Yeah. Um, Is I've... I don't know. So many people forget that their idols are literally human beings and, like, Mm -hmm. actual people. And they think that they are, like, these untouchable gods who, like never have to struggle who don't go through like the same everyday things that they do and it's like to a certain extent like that that can be true Mm -hmm. um but it's like they're also human beings and I don't think people really understand and I mean I don't understand I've never been on tour
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yet all right
0: you know I I don't understand like what what it is like to be on tour but I can like definitely sympathize and like i can at least put or put myself in their shoes and being like oh yeah singing my heart out
1: and dancing and and costume changes and going and and getting hoisted up by this and then lying like i'm being like a piano is floating above the concerts in the air pink is doing somersaults via ropes
0: and it's like in your free time in the little free time that you do have you're traveling you're sleeping on the tour bus you're you know trying to rest or, or do whatever um and, and it's just like Th- that i cannot even begin to imagine how exhausting that is mm-hmm. to every single night like sing your heart out dance your heart out do this whole performance you have to do the meet and greets and like the vip experience like and then when you're not doing that you're probably rehearsing you're in like a different um uh stadium so like maybe the stage is set up a little bit different and you have to like rehearse the different thing like I uh, every single day for i mean this this Tour is going on for how like months, mm-hmm. and she is performing like almost every single day. And the days that she's not performing, she's probably traveling, and like that is so exhausting. I, I can't even begin to imagine. So it's like, of course, that's not an option to just like add extra, add extra dates. Like I, she, she's a person. She's a human being, and that goes for like any concert ever.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's just like the the getting to. The actual concert, the weird like infighting, the high ticket prices and like much less people actually being at the concert. We have forgotten how to act. I sw- It's like the same thing in like movie theaters or like I, f- I swear to God, people have forgotten how to behave in movie theaters. I still haven't seen Don't Worry Darling because I knew that if I saw Don't Worry Darling in theaters and people would be screaming and yelling and throwing popcorn um, during the movie, I think I would like have a Joker moment. Yeah. Um, I can't handle it. Same with like My Policeman.
0: I told you about when me and Keely went and saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile, you t- which is <laughs> a children's movie. And we'll get into it next episode. <laughs> and the Lyle Lyle Crocodile. There were like, I don't know, we were sitting next to this group of adults and they were just like so loud. One of them like sweared very loudly during one of the scenes. And it was just like, like there were children in the theater and it, people just do not know how to behave in public. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand like how we got to this place. And it's like, maybe they never did. Which yeah you know
1: two things possible be
0: true. Um, even
1: like the black adam premiere like the most lackluster superhero movie in recent times people want to hype it up because people want not every movie can have the same audience um atmosphere as avengers endgame yeah but like not not every um like movie theater atmosphere can be avengers endgame where we all like we're, people were crying and screaming like I feel like even watching Spider-Man No Way Home like yeah there were there were clearly moments in that that were meant for audience participation but I feel like people were still like wanting it like wanting to scream and yell and cry even before like it called for it just because they're like come on I want to do that again mm-hmm. it's harder to act that way it like a concert setting because like again like you can't always like scream because the surround systems can be too loud oh but you can you can act a fool in other ways like um oh God, throwing shit Throwing shit on stage. And we're not just talking like your flags, your stuffed animals, you know, depending on the the genre of band and how old they are. Bras. Feel like you can throw like bras on stage at like an old rock band. Yeah. But like you can throw like Aerosmith, you can throw bras on stage. They've been dealing with that since the eighties. But like water bottles, disposable cameras. People
0: Skittles right to the dick. Like literally forget that like they're human beings. It's just so wild. I, I just cannot wrap my my brain around that behavior what would ever push you to be like oh my god do it be so funny because people are so desperate for attention yeah they're so desperate for attention and they're like oh my god maybe if i like chuck this fucking water bottle at my idol's head then they'll notice me and they'll look at me and they'll make eye contact and it's like oh my god oh my god it's like bro they fucking hate you and you're going to be
1: escorted out of the building for potentially giving him a concussion
0: Congrats! It's just so ridiculous. Have you seen all the um, all the videos going around about like Steve Lacy's like, and the concerts? disposable camera? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like good yeah. like, for context.
1: Like, someone kept tossing a disposable camera because they wanted to do like a, like a selfie with everybody, or just to take pictures, and they could like develop them so they could have like that special fan moment. And eventually, he just like grabbed the camera, fucking smashed it against the stage, so it shattered. Because he's like, "Stop throwing shit at me!" And I'm like, "Good for him. Good, yeah, good for him. It, it's I, have people boundaries." Just have no
0: like respect or like common decent I don't know. Learn how to behave. And even
1: like a little bit before then the people that like camp out like the the people that camp out the night before the Harry Styles concert to just like camp out in tents overnight to then be in the pit (laughs) gonna be in the pit. (laughs) Where it's like, okay, for what? Like I don't know about you, but when I go camping and I wake up the morning after I feel like awful. Like, my hair is greasy, my back hurts, I want to go home and take a shower. And these people just, like, don't, and then they go and get themselves nice and sweaty and then stand right up near the pit, where it's like, you reek, probably. If Harry Styles can smell you, (laughs) is this what you want? He's like, damn, bitch, you live like this? (laughs) (laughs) And then you get right back in line to get to the exact same place as everyone else who went home and showered and got ready, not on the sidewalk of SoFi Stadium for shits and giggles so i feel like part of me doesn't want to explain this meme because it won't even be a meme in like two weeks but right now the hot new tiktok meme is i finna be in the pit and very quick synopsis basically so this girl went viral on tiktok a week or so back and the reason for it boiled down to a few things so the point of the video was that she spent ten thousand dollars On Harry Styles tickets which already a steal like compared to eras like it's budgeting to only go for ten thousand dollars
0: you're practically making practically making money,
1: (laughs) printing my own money so in the video she's arguing with like this StubHub employee um, because StubHub sent her invalidated tickets that never came in and so the employee was like we can get you seats in the balcony and her response was famously quote no like I finna be in the pit which um so the reason it went viral is because it sounds fucking stupid um this is what happens when white people try to do aave but they don't know a single black person in their actual real life and so they try to like say out loud the things that they read on the internet Mm -hmm. it's like child they say chili (laughs) Ooh, chili So that's the reason that it kind of got dung done and why I got like, you know, people are making fun of her because it sounds awkward and stilted. I finna the funniest thing in the world. But um, the actual point of the whole video itself spoke to this huge entitlement complex this girl had because someone was offering her tickets and she was like, no, I'm getting the best seats or I'm not going. And she said it like, it was like the obvious thing. And the other person was like stupid for not realizing it. So she bought more pit seats for thousands of dollars because like, what else was she going to do? Not buy the best seats in the
0: house. Not to mention she had been to, I don't know how many Harry Styles shows she had been to previously, but Harry Styles was doing, I think 15 LA shows um, and of course, she's from L.A. She had been to 12. Every single one of them. This wasn't like In the a, pit. In
1: the pit. finna be in the pit. <laughs> this wasn't a one and done. Like, I want my first and only Harry Styles concert to be the best seat. She's like, you don't understand. I've been in the exact same place 12 times. Give me more. And um, it just kind of, it makes my slapping hand nice and itchy.
0: Yeah. Not to mention, I I believe she had said that, like, the original tickets that she purchased that, like, never went to her email. Mm-hmm. Um, It was either two tickets for a total of $2,000 or each ticket was $2,000. I can't remember which. Either way, um, so much money to spend on a concert ticket. Um, that you've already been to. Yeah, that you've already been to many
1: times. Oh, yeah, about a dozen times or so. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's that kind of... That's going to be like a wrap for me because that perfectly sums up this whole whole cycle of like hugely expensive tickets and for what. This idea that you deserve all the tickets that you want to have because you feel like you're entitled to them. Um, The exuberant cost of all of that and how far up your own ass you can sound when you don't realize that these are not normal people problems. I feel like that just is a perfect little bow. That one lady's video about... how she finna be in the pit is just like a perfect little bow on this whole debacle. And that's gonna be it from, yeah. from Skylar.
0: Did you see her apology video? <laughs> no? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should so, I? <laughs> um well, first of all, she I don't know. I do think I Okay. I, I do feel like <laughs> The virality of the whole situation is a little ridiculous. Like, there are obviously more important things to, Mm -hmm. like, care about and, like, spend your energy on. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is a kind of uh, not even hilarious situation, but it's just, like, so unhinged. Um, So anyway, she starts. So She she had been in, like, a previous controversy um, because she has a pet bird. And she like had been petting her bird, I guess, in a way that had um like turned it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so she she didn't like know that's what it was doing, but people had like commented on her videos and they're like, Hey, like by the way, like just You're giving you know, your, your bird a boner. Literally, like the way that you're petting your bird is like turning it on, like you shouldn't do that. Um so that's how she started off the apology video was talking (laughs) about how she was like turning on her bird or whatever imagine giving your beloved pet blue balls yeah yeah um so that's how she like started it off and she was talking about that and she was like i didn't know i did no research when i got this like pet like you shouldn't do that i was stupid um and yeah so, so that's how she started it and then when she went to apologize about the whole like pit situation um she did acknowledge she was like you know obviously i'm in a very like privileged position to like be able to drop ten thousand dollars on like tickets um but she she literally was like, I don't even know why I said Fina. Like, I never, like, that you can ask my friends, like, that word has never come out of my mouth before. Like, I don't know why I said it. Um, but then she, like, didn't really apologize. Like, oh, no, that's <laughs> yeah. the one thing. Oh, you forgot the one thing. Yeah, yeah. But then, um, so then she, like, kind of wraps it up and, and she's like, but if, like, you guys care so much about, like, me saying this one thing, like, you are going to have a miserable life. Like, but, 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 like, that's, you know, not what she, what she said, like, word for word. But that's... That was essentially the gist of what she said. So yeah, it was one of those apologies where she actually didn't apologize at all. And she was um blaming everyone else who um, was so invested in her life and every word that comes out of her mouth um, that they are the problem and not oh. her. Yeah, so that's how. So you've met my
1: mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wallop <laughs> and a pitch. We should do an episode about celebrity apologies
0: i would love nothing more
1: believe it you'll <laughs> it's see it. on the docket
0: you'll see it next time um yeah any any final final thoughts
1: is if aoc um and affiliates actually manage to potentially further break up Ticketmaster, so this doesn't happen again get behind that get behind that that'd be really cool i don't know where the accent came from um and i guess it's like okay hopefully the hype will go down feelings are very hot right now because the ticket is fresh in people's minds and you know the concert isn't for a couple months still so Mm. hopefully people decide to be normal and um they do apparently what i didn't know this ed sheeran has like the most successful north american tour of all time for divide i should know i I was actually in the pit (laughs) the pit for Ed Sheeran when I was in my Ed Sheeran phase there's vi- there's footage of me falling in love with him and screaming and crying Wait, because I wanted Ed Sheeran to father my children it was I, it was a bad time for me
0: I never knew that you had an Ed Sheeran
1: phase this is the most humiliating know moment know of my life
0: mom. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't have a mom um, I didn't know this isn't this is news actually is to, to drink it all the
1: the first time I ever heard Ed Sheeran, it was when he was the opener for Taylor Swift's Red Tour. I had never heard of him before. Oh, so you've seen Taylor Swift before? Um. <laughs> what so time? you don't deserve the ticket, is what I'm hearing. Damn. <laughs> I will No, yeah, I had never heard him before, and he was the opener for Taylor Swift's Red. And I remember being like... He's my new favorite. And then he came out again and saying, everything has changed f- from red. And I remember being like, you're my favorite now. And for a long time, I thought that Ed Sheeran was the pinnacle of all of music.
0: I It's would, just humiliating for me. I would love to say that that doesn't track. What does. the hell? <laughs> every time I think <laughs> I say something
1: so like off kilter, and I'm about to like unveil something that my friends have never heard before, every single time without fail, my friends go, yeah, that tracks. And I'm like, "I what am I? What ogre? <laughs> what swamp have i crawled out of that my friends are not surprised by any weird thing that i say or do no his quality has gone down every every album since and i am no longer an ed Sheeran and stand but i was um i still think that his first album is like the pinnacle of his how quicker. many concerts
0: have you been to what concerts have you been to
1: Ooh, this is fun my first ever concert uh, that i can remember was the was Katy perry um i'm gonna kill you
0: No, go on, go on, and then I'll. I'll <laughs> Are you I'll sure? Save my I feel thoughts. like I'm
1: in dangerous waters. <laughs> it was, it was California. It was the um, Teenage Dream tour. It was the first concert that I remember, and I remember that she, um, b- like before the show even started, she made the concert venue smell like cotton candy. And I remember that my mom got me a T-shirt, and then I got grounded for um wearing it to school because it was her album cover where her her she was in the cloud. And her 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 little cheeks were out. And that was the first one I remember. The best concert I've ever been to was the Ed Sheeran concert, I think, in The Pit. Or I went to see Hosier. I went to, I saw Hozier in an outdoor concert and I almost passed out a couple of times because it was an outdoor concert. It was in the summer, it was nighttime, there were fireflies everywhere. Okay. Um, and so I
0: had a religious experience. You're on my rob list, but like <laughs> for in, like memory? Yeah, you're on my memory <laughs> rob list. No, the reason why I threatened murder um was because i i went to my very first concert when i was a freshman in high school it was for demi lovato Mm -hmm. um and it was actually really fun me and my friends it was the same night as our homecoming dance And none of us had dates. So So Demi Lovato was your date. Yeah. So we went, um, we got like all dressed up. We like took our homecoming pictures and then we went to the concert, like in our homecoming, like dresses and stuff. Who said (laughs) I can't wear my Converse. um, Yeah, no, it was, (laughs) it was really, really fun. Um, No, but anyway. Yeah. So the. So that was my very first concert. Um, and I remember I was like such a stan when I was a kid, um, specifically for Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus um and Katy Perry. Oh. Like those were my two, like those were my idols, those were my gods. Um and oh. I remember and honestly I still get kind of mad. <laughs> I remember no, I remember being in like Middle school or, like, early high school or whatever. And I would, you know, talk to people about, like, what concerts they'd been to. And they're like, oh, well, I went to, like, a Miley Cyrus concert when I was, like, six. But that doesn't really count. And I'm like.
1: What do you mean doesn't count?
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, so I remember when <laughs> I was six and Hannah Montana was on tour and um, she had a concert in Des Moines on my birthday. Oh, my God. What a tangled And moment. I begged my parents <laughs> To, that was all I wanted. Please, please. please all please, I wanted please, was to go. Please. I literally like I had Ticketmaster up on the on the <gasps> like home computer in our computer room.
1: That sneaky bitch comes back again.
0: Yeah. I had um actually I, I don't remember if it was Ticketmaster, but it probably was. It probably was. Um and I like had like the tickets up and I was like can we please go? Can we please go? No. No, my parents wouldn't let me. Same for Katy Perry. I, like, wanted to go so bad. Like, I literally think I would have, like, cut off my own toe to, like, <laughs> go to a Katy Perry or a Miley Cyrus concert. Um, So I still seethe with jealousy anytime I hear yeah, someone.
1: Yeah, If it makes you feel better, the only reason I went is because my mom also liked Katy Perry. Like, I will be resentful till the day I die that every year One Direction went on tour, I went, Mom, dad pretty pretty please and they're like if they're any good they'll be touring next year i have asked them since and they said that because they were a boy band they knew they'd break up any year now and they were waiting for one direction to break up so they wouldn't have to go and sit there and chaperone me watch a boy band they did it on purpose just to fuck with me
0: that's like so evil i'm so sorry i mean i'm pretty sure my parents did the same thing with like yeah for like, I like I Hannah montana they're yeah. like no
1: i don't want to see i have a funny story that'll make you feel better hmm one of the friends uh, i had a friend i don't talk to anymore but um <laughs>
0: the best beginning to any
1: story because <laughs> she's the worst but um this is my favorite story of hers ever is that her mom finally caved and she's like fine i got you Hannah montana tickets and then they get there and then they figured out too late that her mom had gotten the tickets to park at the concert venue they did not actually have tickets for the miley cyrus concert all they could do was park their car illegally in a lot then they had to sit there and her mom would be like haha oops <laughs> my bad i was wondering why the tickets were so cheap oh no so she just got like four parking tickets like parking <laughs> spots no. really close by the lot oh, no. so i remember she's like close your eyes you can hear her
0: and
1: <laughs> she's like i wanna
0: go home so it could die. have been
1: worse. It could have been that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like um in uh was it Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, where like they go to New York and they like lose their tickets or whatever, and they they can't get in the concert, so they're just outside the stage door, and they're like, no, I could hear him; he's right there. <laughs> that is Confessions of a Teenage Drama
1: Queen. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, may she bless us with her ever glorious oh return. I
0: just, I just watched her new Christmas movie. Thoughts? Um. It was cute. It was mm. cute. I was watching it while I was working, so I wasn't like fully, fully paying attention. Mm. Um, I, I feel like there need to be... I don't know. I love Christmas movies. I love yeah. little Christmas movies. But I... I don't know, I want more, like, originality. And I understand that's, like, part of it.
1: Part of the charm is that there's no originality left in Christmas movies. is
0: that it's, like, predictable, it's feel-good. It's fluff, it's... Yeah, yeah, and I get that that's part of it, but it's, like, yeah... I'm bored. Yeah, it didn't feel like anything that new. Yeah,
1: I'm just not ready to see Cord Overstreet again. I still have glee worms, and so it's really hard for me to not... Same with literally, if any person has ever been in glee, my brain will just clock it the whole time. It's embarrassing. The original run of Daryl Hansen, the girl who played Zoe, the whole time I'm like, hey, you were a cheerleader twin in the last season of Glee and I couldn't unsee it. I have Glee Parasite brain.
0: Anyway, um this has been a wonderful chat, a wonderful discussion. Mm-hmm. Um I hope you all learned something. I hope that you all want to tear down Ticketmaster. Picket signs. We live super close by Live Nation. Yeah, we do. We could totally
1: do some FBI not affiliated things yeah, yeah. at that building if, if, if we give money.
0: Yeah, but surprise, surprise, another corporation is horrible. <laughs> um, none of us are shocked. Um, but it is still just so hilarious to me that literally scandal after scandal, Ticketmaster is like, we literally didn't do anything. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Girl, you sound crazy. Yeah. And ugly. <laughs> and you're fat and stupid. So, so you get off my property. Stop. Stop.
1: <laughs>
0: Please. <laughs> um, anyway, this has been a delightful time. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. We've actually this is a little secret, um, but We've recorded a, a couple episodes before this, but I think this is going to be our first one because mm-hmm. it's very topical. And we want to we want to ride the trend. We yeah. want to be relevant. So bad. So badly. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed our little voices. Um, and please don't be mean to me. Thank you. <laughs> I'll jump on that. Please yeah. be nice or, or else. Yeah. Um, cool. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)